How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from the Los Angeles Times here with Pedro Mora, also of the Los Angeles Times. Welcome to the latest edition of Sports Writers Blues, the baseball podcast of the Los Angeles Times. Pedro, how's it going, man? It's going pretty well for me this week, Andy. How about you? What, what, you're having a nice week? Yeah, you know how your mood's very. This is a good one. So. Yeah, like you got to go to I, Minis- I mean the Royal you got to go to Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's a really wonderful place. I love it there. Where did you eat in Minnesota? Oh man. Um well, I had a bit of a uh, a quagmire in that um apparently the 4th of July, and this was not just a quagmire for me, but everyone there, like the the entire Angels traveling party, um essentially every restaurant in Minneapolis was closed on the 4th of July. Oh um, no. Yeah, I called um when I got in Sunday night, I was like looking for a place to eat on Tuesday. Um mm-hmm. And so I called a bunch of places, and they were all closed. Um, and their uh, other wow. places, their websites. And um, players were then talking about it later in the week. The only place that I heard of that was open on Tuesday uh, was Fogo de Chão, a Brazilian um, barbecue. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Damn. that's where a lot of players went. Um, uh, but I ate at Spoon and Stable on Sunday, which is a really wonderful restaurant. Um, and then um, I didn't really – I don't, I didn't do any other dinners because I couldn't um, – I, w- I went to watch the fireworks along the river. Um, the fireworks were at like 10.20 because it gets dark so late in Minneapolis. Right. That was cool. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city. Bruce Chen and I once made plans to get a meal at that Fogo in, um, in Minneapolis, but we had to cancel because I had work stuff come up. It was uh, one of the great regrets of my life. I'm sorry, Andy. Yeah, I forget why. We were fighting about something. We made plans to make peace at Fogo. It was a good time. Do you like that? Uh, I feel like you wouldn't, You that would like activate your gout. I think this was before I'd been officially diagnosed with gout. Ah. I had my whole life ahead of me. Yeah, you still do, Andy. Uh, I mean, I have what's left of it. You have like two-thirds of it left, yeah. Ugh, that's depressing. Sorry, man. It's all right. I've got at least half. Not necessarily. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's really hey encouraging. Hey, man. Same, same is true for me. That's that's really encouraging. I'm turning 30 on Saturday. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah. I I'll send your gift going. to I'll send your gift to the Miami uh, JW. Thanks, man. I celebrated by going to Las Vegas and lighting money ablaze. Yeah, I heard. <clears throat> I'm sorry, man. Don't ever play tournament poker, Pedro. When you um when you tweeted that uh it should be illegal, I thought you meant because it was like a drug. No, no that was no, so no, good, no. you know. No, that's no, really what no, I thought no. you meant. No, uh, I think uh, no. The thing like if there was a thing in poker that like I I think I really enjoy it's um uh I think it's like I don't know I don't really know if I have a thing I I really enjoy about poker but uh, tournament poker is not. It, it should be illegal. I know the thing that you enjoy about poker the most. What's that? The lingo. 100% it's the lingo. That might be true. It does have great lingo. I will it say. Do, it, it, it does. It definitely does. And you and you, you pull it to its, to its fullest for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was fun. I enjoyed the World Series. Uh, I'm glad I went. Um, would probably be a little more selective next year in uh, the tournaments I play if I go back. Um, but I had a great time, and I strongly endorse going to Las Vegas during the summer. Uh, it was a pretty crazy atmosphere. Lots of action, lots of uh, good cash games. Really had a fun time. 
How much time did you spend outside while you were there? Oh, man. Um, like, how many seconds? Uh, I would say about 10 minutes total. In a how, how many hours span? Uh, like a 48-hour uh, span. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was most I mean, it's it's it was unbearably hot. Um like it was hotter than Phoenix. Um, <laughs> it was like <laughs> It was like uh yeah, it was it was unreasonably steamy. Um like I was driving around in my car uh with the air conditioning like all the way up. Uh, at like 10 in the morning and I was sweating because it was so hot. It was pretty <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty outrageous, yeah. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, so the All-Star game is coming up, Pedro. Yeah, you're going, uh, man. Exciting. I am going. Yeah, I really am looking forward to that. Uh, the Dodgers are sending five All-Stars, possibly six, when Alex Wood gets announced as a replacement for Clayton Kershaw. Um, but there was a bit of a controversy Ooh. coming into this week over the fact the Dodgers, who have the best record in the National League, are pretty clearly the best team in the National League, um, did not produce one all-star starter. And Kenley Jansen came up with an interesting culprit for this. The reason they couldn't put a starter in. If this was a good podcast, we'd play the audio of his clip like right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason they couldn't put a starter in the fan voting was because the fans didn't vote enough. And uh, somehow this became like a controversial opinion. Um, but, yeah, I was curious what your take on that whole uh, situation was. Um, I think he was he was like almost entirely right. Uh, there's just – I mean, there's like a corollary to it, which is that the reason that fans don't vote is because they can't watch the games on television. And I, you know, I, I know that sounds like a hot take or something, but it's, I mean, it's, it's really, I'm, it's I'm certain, true. I'm certain that if you, if you looked at how often the people voted in Cleveland and places like that, it's going to be during the freaking baseball games. I mean, it's just like, right. it's obvious. Like, how is that not clear? I mean, people use second screens. They vote on their phones, computers while the game is happening in front of them. If there is no game to watch on your television, you are going to pay less attention to the team. There's really no, it's not even, it just seems entirely clear to me. Um, that's, you know, you're allowed to vote even when you're not watching the game, of course, and people right. did. I mean, they're, they're, they had a lot of votes. It's not like Corey Seager didn't get anything, right? I mean, he was kind of close to winning, was he not? Um, he was, but also he lost to Zach Kozart. Yeah, I mean, but in Cincinnati, the market share of their games is massive, um, you know, a, a large percentage of people who live in the area of Cincinnati, Ohio, are watching the Reds games every night, and they're telling right, them to vote every night. Yeah, but there's less right. people. Yes, but there yeah, might actually obviously. be. There's probably just as many people watching as in Los Angeles. That's probably true, actually. Yeah, and um, and they are more fervent because they, you know, there's a there's that small city by the, the, the syndrome and and whatnot. So, uh, I don't think it's crazy. You know, he probably could have phrased it more delicately, but at the same time, he probably uh, he probably spurred them to action by by what he said. So, yeah, it's uh, it had it went from being like a real black eye for the organization to uh, being kind of a nice uh, little triumph. Um, they Great public relations. Like, yeah, they activated like all the uh, you know the 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 PR and marketing folks did a good job, sort of as a rapid response team, getting uh, all people voting. Um, I did think, I mean, one thing one Dodgers staffer relayed to me that I thought was interesting was that 
the idea that like Cincinnati could basically throw all of its weight behind like voting for Zach Cozart, you know, like they could make like cupcakes and Joey Votto could buy him a donkey and they can do all this stuff. And the Dodgers couldn't really do that because they have six all-stars. So like they can't really, you know, like sell out on one player. Um, and so that hurts their sort of, uh, that hurts their marketing efforts. And so that's I fair. do think that's like a, a valid part of it, but you know, if you could see the team on a nightly basis, it would stand to reason that they could do something like, you know, the Cubs did last year or the Royals did in 2015, where you really just, you know, stuff the ballots online and were able to, to win and get four or five players in the starting lineup, not just, you know, in the, uh, in the game. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to assume that there would be a 30 or 40 or maybe more percent increase in voting if, if, they, uh, if they just were, were on television throughout the city. It's pretty clear. Yeah, that would probably be good for business, I would think. Yeah, so name the um, name the Angels that are going to the All-Star Game, Eddie. Um, man, the only one I can think of is Bill Shaken, because I'm pretty sure Mike Trout <laughs> is not eligible. Oh, well, he's eligible. He's just not going. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be any Angels. That's correct. It's got to be one of the yeah. only times in, uh, um, in a long time. For the Angels or for, no, for a team? For any team because of the rule. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess so, yeah. It's, uh, it's a shame. Is yeah. there anyone on the Angels who you think, like, merited real consideration? Yeah, Angelton Simmons has been has been quite good. He's been basically just as good as Francisco Lindor. Um, and he's just as good of a defender, and he could have easily been there. I mean, it's not like a like I'm I'm not gonna go to sleep thinking about it or anything like that. It's not a, it's not a real like snub, but I mean he, right. he had a, he had an equal case as Lindor. If anything, I would have probably leaned towards Simmons because he's probably you know a slightly better defender. Right. I was hoping you'd go with some like obscure reliever who's thrown like 23 good innings. Um, not not because that's something you might do, but it's just something that, you know, beat writers will do <clears throat> at the at the All Star game. They'll like be like, Oh, can't believe Jerry Blevins got snubbed here and you're just like, What? Like <laughs> the guy's got like a two five ERA. Like what do you Yeah, the about? the American League only had like four relievers in it or something like that too. So yeah, there, sh- there should be like three in the game. Like there shouldn't yeah. be like seven relievers. That's probably fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, you have your your five starters or whatever, and then you bring in your leverage guys late. Yeah, I might say I just, that um, if you're trying to win the game, and I don't, I, you know, neither of us care about this, but like, if you're trying <laughs> to win the game, you might have the the idea might it might be better to have a guy who specializes in throwing one inning than uh, than starting. That's all I would say. There's a, there's an argument for that that I'd rather have a, a guy who's like a true talent three ERA guy um, throwing an inning than a true talent two eight or something like that throwing an inning when he's only accustomed to throwing six. I don't know. Yeah, I just more like the idea of like the best players being there. No, I just like the idea of beat writers, you know, sort of being homers for their the jabronis on their teams. Well, I mean, a lot of things in the job, um, you know, if you're if you're not careful about it, there, there's a lot of elements of the job that le- that force you towards that toward that, right? I mean, that's right. Your, your job is easier if you if you are if you're nicer to the, towards the team. Yeah, usually. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so the the Angels figured out what they're gonna do at the deadline. No man, they're uh, they're a game under 500, but they're getting the best player in the world back after three more games. So they're gonna have to play it out, see where they are in um, in two or three more weeks. So nobody's making any trades now anyway, and they don't really have a ton of pieces. It's pretty much 
Bud Norris and Cameron Maben. I mean, aren't they? Isn't it like a moral hazard to not trade those guys? Uh, a moral hazard is is far too strong. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I mean, it it depends on. Um, a moral hazard is far too strong. No, I, I guess. Knowing, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they they have to trade those guys. Like, I mean, like if you are a, I don't know. Like if if you're being realistic about your organization and what is possible, like you need to. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe if you're well, really uh, getting like one C class prospect, it's not that Norris, simple because like if you have a ten yeah, percent chance of making the playoffs, um, <laughs> that might be worth it. I mean, like they might not have that chance next year. <laughs> And so play it out. Um, They're gonna be; they'll be better next year, won't they? That's what they said. That's what everyone said last year. I mean, they, they're they're they basically are, in the though, same situation as the Mets, where they're Ooh. they can't. Um, I mean, to a lesser extent, but you know, their their best pitcher is Garrett Richards, and he hasn't uh, he threw five innings this season, and he hasn't been approved to throw to even throw since then. He hasn't picked yeah. up a baseball since April fifth. So it's. And it's unclear entirely what he's going to be next year right now. So I, I don't think I can feel comfortable saying that the team is going to have a good playoff chance when they don't have a good starter. They don't have a, they don't have a proven good starting pitcher on their roster. Um, they have five number four starters on their team right now. Um, yeah. And, it, and that, that's even pushing it. Uh, it's more like four and then five, one number, number right. five. I mean, they don't, they don't have an ace. They don't have anything resembling an ace. And so it's – I don't know how that team wins – a you know, wins the division or anything, especially in, against the Astros. Yeah, so well where the Astros exist, that's pretty tough. It's, it's, I, I think there's an argument to be made that if you think you have a 10% chance and I mean, basically it's just a product of everyone else having a bad start this year, but now they, they've hung around and now they're going to get the, the best player in the world back. And with the best player in the world, they're probably an above 500 team, even with all the problems that they have. And so then you're basically just rolling the dice uh, on the fact that, you know, you can win a couple more games than anyone else. And I, I don't know that that's I don't know that that's a, a morally precarious like position or anything. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers too. Like Bud Norris is is not that great, and Cam Maben has really come down since you declared him like the greatest player ever a couple um, weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah, I mean he, he um he's still going to be desired because he can steal bases and he can get on base, and that's a desirable trait. Yeah, that player I. I I I really um this year I've really come around on the value of stolen bases, of base running. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, I've seen oh it change man. a lot of games. I think it you uh. Must have, you must have watched some Royals games. No, only the times they play the Angels. <laughs> no, yeah. the Royals are uh man the Royals are uh, a game back. In yeah, the Royals American are killing League it. League Central. Yeah. How about that? that yeah. Is surprising. Um. Yeah, it is, man. Um. I yeah, I still think Maven's a pretty valuable player. People, I've heard from uh, from people around the game that uh, say that he will be a desired commodity if he is available. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's see if they get anything real for him. If he's if he's traded, they'll get they'll get they'll get a like a at least a B prospect for him, from my understanding. Yeah. Which is um, I mean that guy, you know, th- this is a team that again they they claim people off of waivers. And um, the MLB pipeline puts him seventh on their prospect list. So, Jesus, <laughs> I saw a great headline on MLB trade rumors. It said Brewers possibly exploring trades for uh, Jose Quintana or Sonny Gray. Which, uh, yeah, go for it. That that seems like the cure all. 
Um, I think they're doing well, man. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. There's things to like about the Brewers, but I don't know if uh, trading for sort of, uh, you know, giving up serious assets for uh, questionable pitchers is a, is a good move. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just bank on the four prior years of Quintana versus three months. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely trust Quintana more than Sonny Gray. It's sort of like, do yeah, you me believe too. in recent, recency or pedigree? And I, I would believe in Quintana. It's just, I don't know if I want to give up, you know, like three legit assets for that. If it's, well, you know, yeah, if, I mean, if, you're not, if it's not really, well, I don't know. It depends on the position you're in as an organization. If you have ten prospects that you think are going to make the big yeah. leagues, and you can trade three of the ones with a lesser chance to be impact players for a guy who's almost a certain, you know, few win player and maybe more. That starts to make some sense because of the certainty that it provides. I don't. I don't think yeah, that's like. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to dismiss that out of hand. No, I think I was more. It's more the uh, the Sunny Gray aspect that that kind of I like sort of thumb my nose at. But now that I think about it, it can, like I don't know. I think about a lot of things in the context of like, should the Dodgers do this? And, like, I don't know if the Dodgers should give up real assets for a starting pitcher when they appear to have three pretty good starting pitchers already. Yeah, we've had this and conversation so, a lot about the fourth yeah, The so fourth great one doesn't really do you much. Right, so, like, Quintana, Quintana's value is probably, like, not as significant as it would be for a team like the Brewers who actually could use someone to start, you know, game two or game three of the, of the yeah. postseason. Yes, um, after your boy Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, apparently he's pretty good. Um, yeah, apparently. They got some other guy who's good. What's his name? Uh, Corey Chase Anderson. Corey Kniebel uh, is good. Chase Anderson is supposed to be good. Um, Travis Shaw is like their most valuable player. Um, you hmm. know, shout, shout out to Evan Drellick. Um Eric Sogard has a 142 OPS plus. What a weird season. And how many plate appearances? 162, hmm. which is not a tiny number. 38 games, yeah, something like that. They they signed Stephen Vogt and he hit three homers in his first week. Yeah, so. he was all over the uh, the video the scoreboard in in Minneapolis, is leading the National League in uh, <laughs> in OPS. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That is good. That is good. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything going on with the Dodgers. The Dodgers win every night. They're the best team in the National League. They need to figure out what they're going to do with the deadline. Um, I think a left-handed reliever and a corner outfielder should be uh, on their wish list. Um, J.D. Martinez would be the guy I'd go after for the corner outfield. And then, uh, you know, see what the prices are on the Brad Hands and Justin Wilsons and um, Sean Doolittles of the world um, and go from there. But they're a really good team. They're better than all the other teams um, in the National League. Uh, you know, you could argue, I think, that the uh, the top-end talent of the Nationals is better than the top-end talent of the Dodgers, but the Dodgers' depth is pretty clearly more impressive. Um, be curious to see. Obviously, that doesn't really – it doesn't really play out in your depth wins in postseason series. So, you know, that will be an interesting clash if they get there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – they're a really good team. They're, you know, the the Diamondbacks are fifty two and thirty four, and they're five and a half games back. So, should let you know, you know, where the uh, what the Dodgers are doing. Yeah, that's uh probably gonna win a hundred. 
Uh, I mean, they're on pace for 108. So when's the last time they won 100? Man, that's a good question. It's been a really long time, actually. Let me uh, take a gander at that. Uh, the last time was 1974. Oh, they won 102. How old were you then? Uh, 74. <laughs> I, I was not born yet, young man. Hey, uh, I have a little idea for the um for the next couple weeks. Um, yeah. Can you collect uh? So I don't know about I no. This is I I do know. I'm sure you get some um some like some sweet trade proposals in your in your in your mentions from people uh-huh. um that like often don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you collect a couple of your favorites and we can present them? Sure. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like bad ones I've received. I haven't gotten one in a while. They're usually just like. You know, like uh, when you report, like, "Hey, Andre Ethier is like not gonna play till September." They're like, "Oh, can we trade this guy?" And it's like, "No, you just pay him his money and you know deal with the sunk cost." Like, you know what? Like, who is yeah. gonna, who who is gonna want to trade for an injured Andre Ethier? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna start to roll in pretty soon. I saw some guy on Twitter yesterday uh, suggest that. I forget who he was talking about, but um, some reliever, and he was like, maybe the Nats will give up Trey Turner for him because he's hurt. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. that'll be fun because they're about to I, – I feel it. They're about to come in. I saw uh, – I mean, this – I don't know. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I saw, you know, our, our, our main man, John Heyman, uh, had – um his sort of like trade proposals and he had like um i think it was like almost like he got the prospects switched wrong he had brock stewart and trevor oaks for uh for brad hand but then like two like way lesser prospects for jd martinez and maybe i guess it's like because like would you do brock stewart and trevor oaks for brad hand like i wouldn't that's I mean, a, I, I, like, barely know who like Trevor Oaks is. Okay, but you have an idea who Brock Stewart is. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I've I, spoken to him before, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, who is Trevor I, Oaks? Trevor Oaks is, like, the new Brock Stewart. He's uh, a starter? <laughs> he's a starter. Uh, he's, He was you know, a later-round draft pick from a couple years ago? Uh, yes. He is, uh, you know, good sinker. Um... Uh, Let's see. He's having a solid year in AAA. Um, How old? You know, three. He's 24. Like, he's a guy – I mean, I'd be fine with, you know, trading him. But, like, I would give up those guys for – even for a couple months of J.D. Martinez just because the, uh, the the high-end value is a lot That more. seems like a light return for J.D. What did he have for J.D.? It was, uh, it was like – Josh Spores and some other guy. Wasn't Josh Spores like the second or third round of two years ago or something like that? Virginia? Uh yeah, but you know But he's, he's like not he's guy. not particularly great, yeah. He's like a small right handed pitcher. Yeah, it feels uh, like the Tigers would would, would net uh would net a, a significant one like at least one significant prospect for a guy right. as good as JD Martinez. Right. Like yeah. I would do like Brock Stewart plus for JD Martinez. I think Brock Stewart would be, you know, like uh, a guy you could maybe build a package around. Um, 
that might be that might seem a little light for uh, the Tigers, but I think for two two months of JD Martinez, there might they might not be able to get that like, I don't know. It always depends on the market. I mean, the the Rangers got a ton for Beltron last year, so who knows? Yeah, just can't say. Yeah. yeah, who can say? All right, you got anything else, Pedro? No, that's it, Andy. It was good talking to you though, as always. Happy early birthday and enjoy your flight to uh, Miami, Florida. Thank you. You enjoy Texas. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Have a good one.